This is Speaking of Writers on Capital Region Sunday. I'm Steve Richards. Lawrence Peter Yogi Berra, one of America's best-loved heroes, is a baseball legend, yet he remains a little understood man. Now, Pulitzer Prize-nominated baseball writer John Pessa, a founding editor of ESPN the magazine and author of the acclaimed book The Game, presents the biography we've been waiting for in Yogi, A Life Behind the Mask. Drawing from years of research and dozens of new interviews, and revealing never-before-reported moments from Yogi's career and life. This is the first biography to cover the entire arc of Berra's life, from his hardscrabble Depression-era childhood through his reign as a Hall of Famer and greatest living Yankee and up to his death at age 90 back in 2015, just before Barack Obama awarded him the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Passa pushes past existing accounts of Berra, to create a poignant and revealing portrait using the real-time narrative style of a novel to take readers inside the triumphs and disappointments of a professional ball player. John Pessa is the author of The Game, a New York Times bestselling examination of the power brokers who battled over money, labor deals, and the use of steroids to build Major League Baseball into a multi-billion dollar business. The Game was a finalist for the 2015 Casey Award for Best Baseball Book of the Year. Pessa led the sports departments for Newsday and the Hartford Current, where he managed a project about the plight of African-American Major League Baseball players that was nominated for a Pulitzer Prize and a founding editor, as I mentioned, of ESPN the magazine. He edited and co-wrote an award-winning in-depth look at the rise of steroids in organized baseball. Happy to have John Pessa join me now here on Speaking of Writers. John, welcome to this program. Thank you so much, Steve. Really nice to be with you. So, John, why Yogi Berra, first off, as a subject for you? Well, you described the first book I wrote, and you can see that there was, uh, that, that would be a, uh, five years of, of hard and, and sometimes contentious interviews. Um, and it was, it was much more of an investigative um, uh, endeavor. And when I got done with that, um, there were other books that I was thinking about, but I wanted to do something that I thought would be fun and I thought would give people, uh, put people, a uh, smile on people's faces and, and you know, a, a, a feel-good type of story um, as, well, as well as a complicated story. And it also didn't hurt that my father's favorite player was Yogi Berra. <laughs> and, my, and my father handed base, Yankee baseball to me when I was four years old, and I gave it to my kids. So Yogi, I caught the tail end of Yogi's career um, when he was uh, mostly playing outfield from 1960, 1963, and, and then as a manager. And, he's, and I, I saw him in group interviews after games, and he's always fascinated me. And I wanted to do a biography, and I just couldn't think of anybody that I was more interested in than Yogi Berra. Chatting with John Pessa here on Speaking of Writers. Uh, his new book is Yogi, A Life Behind the Mask. I mentioned your years of research and dozens of newer interviews. What was that research process like? Well, I'll tell you, one of the, one of the really challenging things with the, my first book uh, started in 1990. And I was, I was in journalism. I covered those years. I knew, I knew the people. And still there was so much I had to learn. But this book starts in 1925 and goes through the Depression, and goes through World War II. And these are the kinds of experiences that, well, up until, you know, current events, uh, nothing like that had ever, had ever touched my life. And uh, so trying to, you know, really feel what it was like to live in the Depression. I mean, I talked to an awful lot of people who, um, both people who knew Yogi and, and, and other people just uh, like my mother-in-law and my own family, what was it like? Um, to live during the depression and 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 how and how did that affect you for the rest of your life and what was it like 
being in World War II and going to war. I talked to a lot of war veterans about that experience, and, and I actually had people calling me. And I don't know how they found out that I was doing a book on Yogi Berra, but I would get phone calls and emails from people around the country who, had, who, who knew Yogi from the Navy and, and had stories to tell, um, which was phenomenal. Um, the, the research part of this, the, the reading, uh, probably read 30, 40 books about, uh, about Yogi, about the Yankees, about Joe DiMaggio, about all the players around him. Um, the sporting news was such a big part of baseball back then. It was called the Bible of baseball. And every baseball players of that era told me every baseball player read it, especially the ones that weren't stars, because they, they wanted to see who was coming up behind them and, and how much in jeopardy their jobs might have been. And so, uh, and it also changing the mindset of people, especially people who are interviewed in, in sports or used to sports writers, daily sports writers who come, ask them questions, even for features, might sit down and talk for half an hour, 45 minutes. And I would find the people that I kind of picked, you know, 10, 12 people who I would consider my guides who was really going to take me through, like um, Carmen's, uh, Carmen Barra's sister, Bonnie uh, Morris, who lives in St. Louis and 91 years old now. And, and I said, listen, if, if it's okay with you, um, this isn't our first interview. This is an introduction, and I'm going to be with you for the next three, four years. And that's what it was like, and uh, talking to these people and talking um, over uh, stories. And, you know, one of the real challenges with Yogi, and sometimes he was the source of it, was there are oftentimes two, three, and four versions of the same story. And, you know, to try to get down to what really happened, uh, you know, you have to talk to so many people until you finally start hearing the same story repeated enough times. You say, okay, this is what really happened. And, you know, there's so many types of stories, you know, that, that, that you, events that Yogi was in that there are multiple versions and picking the right one um, was, was a challenge. John Pess is my guest here on Speaking of Writers. Yogi is the book, A Life Behind the Mask. So he was a second-generation immigrant from a working-class Italian-speaking family in St. Louis. Grew up, what, across the street from Joe Garagiolo, the same street, right? Yep, right across the street. Joe was four. Yogi was five when their families moved to that street. Uh, their fathers knew each other from, from Italy. And uh, so uh, Garagiolo, the far more talkative of the two, of the two uh, men, uh, would always say that there wasn't a day of his life that he didn't know Yogi Berra. Branch Rickey did not sign him. Branch Rickey at the time was with the general manager of the St. Louis Cardinals. Absolutely. I mean, Rickey uh, is a legend. Um, he's the one who, who brought Jackie Robinson in to break the, uh, the color line when, when he was in Brooklyn. But before that, he built the first farm system in all of baseball with the St. Louis Cardinals and was, and was considered the finest judge of talent in, in Major League Baseball. And Red Shandings, who was a Hall of Fame second baseman with the Cardinals and then with the Pirates, uh, he told me a great story um, about this massive tryout. Thousands of kids uh, come to St. Louis. There was an ad in the paper to try out, um, and, and uh, it, it got down to eight players. Don't know who the other five were. He didn't remember, but the other three were Red Shandings, Joe Garagiola, and Yogi Berra. And, it, and they went to a park, all the Cardinal Scouts and Branch Riggie are sitting there watching them. And Red says, you know, it, it, it fell to me to pitch to Yogi. And I was a pretty good pitcher, and I couldn't get a single ball past this kid. 
and every ball he hit, the sound of it was so hard. I never, I never saw anyone hit the ball as hard and consistently as this kid. I thought he was the best hitter I ever saw. Brent Rickey had a different opinion and thought that Joe Garagiola, who looked like the prototype athlete, six foot two, handsome, um, well spoken, and, and a very good player. Um, Ricky fell in love with him and signed him to a $500 bonus and, uh, and told Yogi to his, to his face, son, I'm doing this for your own good. I don't, don't think you're going to be more than a triple-A player, and we're looking for players that can go all the way. Mm-hmm. Ricky didn't make many mistakes, but uh, that was one of them. So he gets to the Yankees. He's overshadowed early by uh, Joe DiMaggio, who at that point is the aging Joe DiMaggio, and later by, of course, uh, Mickey Mantle. But... In your opinion, John, the best player on that best team, that Yankee team between 1949 and 55 when they won five straight World Series? Absolutely. I mean, Joe, Joe DiMaggio, the last couple of years of Joe DiMaggio, um, he was injured for half the season 49 um, with bone spurs in, in his heels, and they never knew when he was going to play. Um, I think he played about maybe about um, 70 games. Uh, and, and in 1950, he had his last good year, um, got hot at the end of the year to, to hit just over 300. Um, and, uh, and in his final year in 1951, he hit 260 and, and knew that it was time to hang him up. Uh, uh, Mickey Mantle broke in 1951, a 19-year-old, who struck out an awful lot and really didn't hit his stride as a as a great player until 1956. You look at the, at the, at that team and you look at what Yogi did, and the guy averaged uh, you know more than 20 home runs, more than 100 runs batted in, hit 300, played the most complicated position on the field, played 145 games a year uh, a year. Uh, 20 double headers every year, back-to-back double headers in August and in September. Uh, nobody would run would would run him because he had a great arm, and and he was the psychologist to the high-strung pitching staff that that won every year. And the pressure to win five straight years is is enormous. And the guy ends up winning the MVP three three times and finishes second twice. Mm-hmm. Um, hard to argue that that he wasn't the dominant player of that of that. That half half decade. Our remaining moments with John Passa. His book is Yogi, A Life Behind the Mask. Of course, he still remains one of the most quoted Americans ever in Bartlett's familiar quotations. And you mentioned this earlier. You also, which is great about this book, too, one of the many things, you explore the lesser-known facets of his life, including, you mentioned he was a Navy seaman at the invasion of Normandy, absentee father, successful businessman, trend-setting star in television and advertising, cultural icon, too. What do you think his lasting uh, legacy is, John? Well, I think everyone knows he's a Hall of Fame baseball player. Everybody knows uh, knows the yogiisms. But I think you know Barack Obama really put it uh, best when when he saw Yogi's name on the list for the for the Medal of Freedom. Um, his question was, "What took this so long?" I thought he was already, he already got it. I mean, the, the, he exemplified. So much of what we aspire to be as Americans, he, you know, he was a, he was an American dream story, you know, coming from from um, lower middle class, lower class, poor upbringing, struggled through the through the uh, depression, wins uh, a Purple Heart in the invasion of Normandy, 
uh, a successful businessman. I mean, this he this is what America is supposed to be like. And I think you think about Yogi Berra and you think, okay, this this is the American dream. And I think that's that's Yogi's legacy. John Pesso, what is next for you and your writing? You working on another book? I'm thinking about doing a book on on uh, Dean Smith, the the legendary coach of um, of, of the uh, North North Carolina Tar Heels and supposed to be the only man who ever kept Michael Jordan under 20 points a game since since they they shared the ball a lot during Jordan's days with the uh with the Tar Heels but right now we're just trying to get through the um through life with the uh coronavirus and see what comes out on the other side of this. Well, you stay safe and thank you for joining me. This is a terrific book, Yogi: A Life Behind the Mask. Thanks so much. It's been a pleasure. And you can connect with John Pessa online. He's got a website, John Pessa, P-E-S-S-A-H.com, or uh, on Twitter, at John Pessa, and it's J-O-N. Yogi, A Life Behind the Mask is the book.